bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. We begin with alarming new details about a Milwaukee mother who was allegedly killed by her 10-year-old son. This all happened last week near 87th and Hemlock, and that's where we find our Uba Ali this afternoon with the latest details. Uba, this is just heartbreaking. Yeah, Simone, and that 10-year-old boy is now being charged with first-degree reckless homicide, and he's being charged as an adult. Now, police initially reported that he was playing with the gun when it went off in this home behind me and striked his mother. According to a criminal complaint we obtained, family contacted Milwaukee police the day after the shooting with serious concerns. They say the boy told his aunt he was actually aiming the gun at his mother. According to detectives, that boy admitted Admitted to being mad at his mom for waking him up early that morning and not letting him buy something online. Family told police the boy has, quote, rage issues. According to that same complaint, one family member said they, quote, felt bad for not stepping in earlier because they knew eventually something bad was going to happen. Now, within the hour, we asked Mayor Cavalier Johnson about the charges the 10-year-old is facing. Look. Anytime there's violence that happens uh, in Milwaukee, whether it's committed by somebody who's 10 years old or much older than that, uh, that gives me pause. I don't want to see anybody hurt or lose their lives uh, in the city. In this particular case, uh, I don't have uh, the details just yet. This is something that is just coming to my attention uh, just this morning. A cash bond of $50,000 was sent for the 10-year-old. He is well, he will remain at the juvenile justice facility. He is due back in court on December 7th. Reporting near 87th and Hemlock, Uba Ali. Simone. Oh, 10, so young. Thanks, Uba. 833-212-1017 is the number. That was the video from TMJ4.com that we played. And we subsequently read the article. That was along with it. I did send them a note saying, hey, you got a typo that you said the kid got charged with first degree homicide when it was first degree reckless homicide. And then and then you put you put that part 
at the end of it. So now you said two different things. So I did notify them. You know, y'all should look at y'all's stories. Not Okay. Ah, I know who that is. Okay. Uh, Ronnie, 833-212-1017 is the number. Uh, Ronnie said, okay. All right. Um, Unfortunately, you're going to have to type it in because I don't have your number. I just have your name. So if you do me a favor and type your number and text it, your phone number and text it to me, I'll put it in the chat to the person who's looking to get help for their kid. Got it. 833-212-1017 is the number. So, so watch this. 414-399 said, I used to love, well, no, let me go back. The truth should get rid of you. You hurt our community with your narrative. And I said, how is that? They said, I used to love listening to you, but I thought because I thought you was fair. But what you did to Winky Blue was wrong. And so I said, well, I wrote, he lied, and when I asked him not to do something, he did it anyway. For me, that's wrong. I'll, I'll take back the he lied part. How's that? How's that? But when I said, I don't want to talk about that and don't mention that, we're going to move forward and don't talk about that, and then you still bring it up under the guise of you're going to pretend like you're talking about happiness, and then you turn around and still say it, that is 100 and totally, 100, 100 and totally percent, 100 percent and totally disrespectful. And I'm not going to be disrespected or have you disrespect my show and the people that work here and the people that listen by you thinking you can come on and say anything you want. But we weren't talking about that. We weren't making those comparisons. I think what happens, I don't know what happens. All I'm saying is that I thought it was disrespectful. And what I'm not going to do is let somebody come on my show and disregard something I asked them to do, disrespect me, and then think it's okay that they can get away with it. You can call any other show you want to call. I'm 99% sure in the future you'll be able to call my show again. Not now. I think it was disrespectful. That's all. I ain't hating on them. Hang on. See, now I got to do this live. Let me get this. Uh, oh, hang on. Uh, it's hard when you cut and paste on the screen this big. <laughs> okay, got that. Now let me scroll down. Okay, 414-745. Boom. I put it in there, and now I'm going to hit send. So I just sent you the phone number and the name of a license. Um, oh, let me try. Oh, I know why. Because it's got. Okay, let me do this. Do, do, do. Uh, I know why. Hang on. See, y'all, y'all going through this with me because I'm trying to help somebody. Let me do that. And then let me delete this part. Oh, it's not going through. All right. Here, here, here's what I'll do. I'm going to call the person and I will make sure they get it. 833-212-1017 is the number. 
DZ, do me a favor. Um, let's go to break. When we come back, I know she's been holding for a minute. We had a lot of calls. We'll get we'll get to Melody. And you know what? Let me get to Melody now. Melody, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Thanks for hanging. Oh, thank you, sir. Hey, there's a doctor in the house. Um, I was wondering. <laughs> Anyways, and I, I agree. I agree with you that the eyes were dotted and the T's were crossed when they interviewed the child the second time. I'm going to assume that the aunt had custodial rights because it had been a week, and if in fact she allowed that, that's absolutely legal. I believe that it's it's interesting because they would have went that route because it was a child during the interview, but yet the DA is charging him as an adult. Isn't that interesting? They went through the legal remedy to be able to discuss with that child, went to the custodial, custodial adult, Correct. and yet charging with an, an adult. He's going to put Milwaukee on the map. They're going to look ridiculous. Um, this assistant district attorney, if Chisholm approved this, uh, the blatancy of it, and I don't care, like you indicated, there was no psychological evaluation even, and even if there was, it's never going to change the fact it's a 10-year-old. Now, I understand you indicated that they have a law on this. It can go as low as 10. Correct. Unfortunately, fortunately, this doesn't happen often enough. Who can perceive this? And, agree- and again, when you indicated that the mother's uh, the situation around it and you were with the police department. I understand there's a police information office and officers, and that's basically who the media goes to. And oftentimes uh, when they present the scenario, um, I understand that's where they're getting it from, especially when they say Milwaukee Police Department indicates. But in, but in know, this I instance, that's not what happened because they got the actual complaint from the district attorney's office. Right, right, but I'm saying in previous cases. Well, we, we can only we can only that. we can only talk about this one because they because okay, know we can right do about it about that. the past, right? I don't I don't want to get winkied out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you don't want to <laughs> get winked? No, nah, I'm just I'm just teasing. Winky's okay. Hey, Winky show. will be able to it's call true. back. Come on. I know, <sighs> I know, I know. Your bark is worse than your bite. Okay, but never. I don't have a bite. Even if they put this. Even if they put this child away until he's 18, that gives, gives the medical profession, the psychiatrists, the institutions, eight years, almost a kid's whole life, to make a decision whether he's capable of being out there in, in the world again. I believe it's called probably disassociated personalities if he's hearing other things. The schizophrenia, the myth that they're as violent as they are is not. It's the disassociated personalities that have a tendency to commit these outrageous out of the, out of the blue crime. So that's what my, my understanding is. So I think it's going to put Milwaukee on the map. I think the guy looks like an idiot. I think it's going to promote uh, some well uh, established attorneys to run to this individual, this child's defense. And I think the whole thing is going to blow up about the image about the mom, not, not even alluding to the fact that it was a secured weapon. Uh, secured by all aspects, and uh, again, if the if the child's statement that he went, found the keys, found the weapon, accessed the weapon, and used it makes him an adult. That's not that's that's not rocket science. So, all right. Well, thank you so much. I, I appreciate I, it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Are you still there? Okay, cool. I'll kind of go out, go off, and then you give me that platform. Okay. Thank you very much. You have a good time. All right. Take care. 833-212-1017 is the number. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Baby, you understand me now. If sometimes you see that I'm mad Don't you know no one alive can always be an angel When everything goes wrong you see some bad But I'm just a soul whose intentions are Understood ain't gotta be explained, but you don't understand me, so let me explain. <laughs> Stood in the heat, the flame, the snow, please slow down, hurricane. The wind blow, my dread swing, he had hair like wool, like rain. <laughs> Dropping ashes in the Bible, I shake them out and they fall on the rightful. Scary, hell, Mary, no tail, fairy, all real, very extraordinary Perry Mason facing the barrel of title my God is my judge no gown no gavel a hound a rabble down to battle now or never or never in the effort can fantastic if you agree I'm bright but I don't give a f- if you see me you're listening to truth in the afternoon I'm your host dr. Ken Harris 833-212-1017 is the number We've been talking about this 10-year-old that got upset that his mother woke him up a half hour early and she didn't get him his uh, VR headset. So he went and got the key, unlocked the gun safe, and said he was aiming at the wall, but mama walked into into the path and got shot. And subsequently died. I like how the media goes around and talks to people. Still surprised there's a shooting around. Usually it's a quiet neighborhood. I never admitted to be a a sociologist nor a psychologist. So there there are myriad things that could be wrong with this young man. Nope, this boy. He's a 10-year-old boy. Let's wait and see what the outcome will be. Best thing, if he's found guilty... Mental disease and defect. Take this boy and get him some help. So this never happens again. When mental health strikes your family, do something about it. 
If you're scared, go talk to a friend. Somebody that can walk with you. Don't talk to people that haven't been through it before. And we can't step back and say, hey, it's our community. We don't want to make them look bad. There, there's a time where you have to do the right thing because it's actually the right thing to do. Many times we want to do things right. And at the same time, we fail to do the right thing. Sometimes there are things we need to do that don't seem right, but it actually is. The stigma, the fear, the embarrassment of your child having mental health. Does it outweigh death, injury of someone? We have to be careful of that. Looking at it with the information that I have, it's difficult to find anybody in this that could actually be at fault. Because it's easy for us to be the armchair quarterback and go back and say, uh, coulda, shoulda, right? What should have happened, what could have happened. But life is fleeting. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, one small finger in a fit of anger or rage, we don't know. But whatever happened caused the young boy to fire a weapon and subsequently kill his mother. Who, from what I understand, was not only a pillar in the community, but a person who worked in the community and helped numerous people with issues. Now, I don't know their situation, but I know mine. And it's hard to ask for help when you help other people for a living. It's hard to say I need help when my job is to help other people. The most valiant thing you can do for yourself and your family is to ask for help when you need help. And many times we don't do that. And I don't know what the circumstances were. What I'm saying is I hope that we will take a step back, learn, get our families some help. That's why I always complain. I tell my students, some of the research that we read is made by middle class and upper middle class white males who do research from their perspective. Your perspective from a different generation needs to be in there. Your perspective from a race perspective needs to be there regardless of what anybody says or how somebody else feels. If somebody doesn't care about race and they want to be colorblind, let them. If we are our brother's keeper, then we have to keep our brother. Even when we don't want to, when they do wrong, go visit them. Make sure you check on them. Make sure you stay safe. 
but that should not deter you from caring. Just because it looks great, just because everything looks together, just because everything seems right, it may not be. Check on each other. Follow up with each other. One of the family members said, I knew something bad was going to happen and I wish I would have interceded sooner. Dr. Ken, I've been thinking about this literally all day. Okay. Like, and I don't, I didn't want to, don't want to, wish I didn't or hadn't, but I, I can't help it. I well, feel like it this, got brought up on your show this morning. This is, this is your fault, Dr. Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Truth in the morning. Wow. <laughs> MKE truth. But but for real, as everybody that we've spoken to, you've spoken to, Tori, Sherwin, everybody has spoken to, has anybody asked, what would mom say? What would his mother say? I don't think it's appropriate for us to say. I can't help but think that so hard. Like sure. I, That's what I feel in my heart right now. What would his mom sure. say? Sure. About, I just want to hold this little baby right now. Right. But is 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 that does this baby is he worthy of that? And I and I feel crazy judging a ten year old like this because I'm not a judge, I'm not a jury, I'm not an executioner. But I'm sitting here going, what would his mother say? And me as a father, how would I feel? How do I feel? Like man, I don't know. Bottom line for me, clearly there's a significant indication of a psychiatric disorder. We don't know where he was in treatment in therapy. We don't know all that'll come out. They've got records. They've got, they'll speak to people. They'll talk to school counselors, all that. For now, I think we should let that go because we do a disservice to the family, to the memory of his mother by trying to assume something that we can't. Because now we're starting an alter, alt, an alternate and alternative narrative that may not be correct. And then we'll have a hard time pulling it back because now everybody's gone on with it. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. I'm going to read something before we go to break. And then I'm going to give my thoughts about it after the break. Wayne said, Dr. Ken, I'm going to be harping on this gun violence topic for the next year. Blacks are 19 times more likely to die from gun violence that are than, than their white peers. This is no different than a crack epidemic until it reaches suburbia. Elected officials, clergy, whites won't do anything to address it or illuminate it. Here's my issue with that. But I'm not going to get into it now. We'll get to it after the break. Traffic, weather, and sports. They're up next. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. 
The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. So before the break, we were talking about something that Wayne said, and he was looking at firearm fatalities, uh, 56 black deaths per 100,000. Hispanic is 10 deaths per 100,000. White is three deaths per 100,000. I would love to know who... It was on CNN. It doesn't say what date. And it says the JAMA network open. I don't, I don't. So I, I would have to find out the particulars of that particular piece of data. It was from 2021. However, um, Dr. Ken, I'm going to be harping on this gun violence topic for the next year. Blacks are 19 times more likely to die from gun violence than our white peers. Okay. Uh, there is no... This is no different than the crack epidemic until it reaches suburbia. Elected officials, clergy, whites won't do anything to address it or illuminate it. Here's my issue. One, I I agree with you, Wayne. Um, This particular shooting was not a firearms issue. This is a kid that went and did something intentionally and found it because he had watched his mother do it, knew where his mother kept the key. Um, We can't bring her actions into question because we don't know them. We'll have to talk to family members and things of that nature. Not us, but the investigators. Instead of going to the act that occurred, let's go to the cause, which is this boy's mental health. We're just stopping the tool that they used without looking at the action and the, the cause of it. And so then we're really not fixing it. I'm saying where Wayne is, is at the end of the chain. I think we need to go back to the beginning to figure out what's causing it and then stop that. If I was to compare it to a car accident, and say, and I'm I'm using this as an example, if you were speeding, you got into a car accident and you hit someone and you killed them. Would we go to say, hey, you should stop speeding? Sure. What we should also do is go back to say, what was your condition while you were driving? Which is what we do in an investigation. We go back 24 hours when there's a death involved in a car accident and figure out what the driver was doing 24 hours prior to the incident occurring. And what we'll find is that thing they did here 
that facilitated everything else happening. So what you may find out is that the person being intoxicated is why they drove so fast and then caused them to crash and then kill somebody. Don't stop the person from driving. Yeah, we do that. Let's take their driver's license. Hey, let's go back and figure out what even caused you to do it. Let's fix that too. Unfortunately, it only happens in operating while intoxicated. We go back and find out what caused you to drive that way. And then we charge you and we get you AODA, alcohol and other drug abuse treatment. We get all these things and we still have people arrested for operating while intoxicated. We still have people driving intoxicated. All, all, all I'm saying is that everybody needs a holistic approach. We can we have to stop taking one thing and applying it to everybody when 15, 20% of the cases, that's not even going to stop it. And that's the problem sometimes with government. That's the problem with all sorts of things that we take our time with trying to fix, but we put the same back. It's like when, and I think I said it before, it's like when people go in and they want to tell you this is what's going to fix the problem. They have no idea what all the elements are of the problem. If we want to get poverty out of the black community, it's going to take education. Well, that's one of them. It'll, it'll take bringing jobs to the community. What kind of jobs? Because you haven't looked at the people who are actually in the community to bring jobs that they can actually do. Now, if you got a community like, say, Ann Arbor, Michigan, where literally it's the highest, it's the, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the most educated community in Michigan, probably in the country. Those types of things, right? And I, and I may be off with my stat. Well, you know what? I'm sitting here doing it. I may as well check. But, but you understand what I'm saying. Most educated city. Boop, bing, Ann Arbor, Michigan. So the, the 10 most educated cities... Ann Arbor, Michigan is number one. University of Michigan. The 10 least educated cities. Visalia, California. I actually know somebody from Visalia, California. Brownsville, Texas. So, so what I'm saying is that we can say we want to bring jobs, but if you're bringing tech jobs to Visalia, California, when the majority of the people don't have the education to do tech jobs... It's cute, but it really doesn't work. Fixing this issue is going to take a holistic approach so that we can have multiple resources for multiple different types of people to fix it. This one-stop shop and you only got one product in the shop doesn't make any sense. Everybody gets the same thing. But, I, hey, everybody here has to take advanced mathematics, um, advanced quantitative analysis. Well, that's cute, but they're four-year-olds. Well, it don't matter. Everybody takes advantage because we give everybody the same thing. Oh, look, your failure rate is like 89, 90%. 
Well, in that case, if it's four-year-olds, it's probably 100%. But that's what we do to communities. We, we keep adding things that only help 85%. Well, we get the best bang for our buck. How about you slow down and you actually talk to the people and say, what do you need? And then fix their problem and then go to the next person. Well, that's going to take time. We've been waiting 200 years. We'll be okay. We've been waiting 300 years. We'll be okay. But imagine if you could train a cadre of people to go into a community and actually help you with what you need. I want to get a job, but I don't have a car to go to an interview. All right, here's what you do. What's this for? When you need a job, you tell us where the job is. You call, and then we'll send an Uber for you to go to the job. How's that? But you got to verify the job interview by doing such and such. Oh, okay. Fix people where they are. Help people where they are. And I think it'll go that much further. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. We'll be right back. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Truth in the afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. If you are westbound on Interstate 94 from downtown, the roadway is closed at Holly and 68th Sheriff's Office reports a shooting from one vehicle to another. Traffic is being diverted off the freeway at Holly Road. No injuries are reported. It's all backed up, so you might want to be careful. For most of the show, we were talking about this 10-year-old who was upset over the VCR, the the VR uh, headset that his mama didn't get for him and um, being awakened early, shot and killed his mother. Um, We're going to uh, ask, I'm going to ask the community, pray for his family, 
pray for him. And let's make sure we rally around people who are um, having issues with mental health, that we are having people with um, family members with issues with mental health, and that they get the help and the direction that they need in order to survive. 833-212-1017 is the number. Spike Lee said, Wayne sound like he, um, he sound like he wants to take guns. I'm like, well, I, I didn't get that from what he's saying. I'm just saying he wants to draw attention to it. But I think we, if we're going to draw attention to it, we got to go back and look at some of the issues that are present in those particular instances so that we can fix that so that it doesn't happen. That's what I'm saying. Uh, if you know who Danny Masterson is, not, not DZ, you say you know who Danny Masterson is. Say, tell, tell folk who Danny Masterson is. So Danny Masterson is the guy who plays or played, excuse me, Hyde on that 70s show, a show made famous because it was – Centered around a bunch of teenagers living in the state of Wisconsin, doing what I guess is Wisconsin things. Mm-hmm. And so um, Danny Masterson was on trial for not one, not two, but three rape charges. And Danny Masterson's rape trial was declared today a mistrial by Los Angeles Superior Court Judge Charlene F. Olmedo. I find the jurors hopelessly deadlocked, she said, declaring after inquiring whether there was anything the court could do to move them closer to reaching a unanimous verdict. And they couldn't. So. There you go. 833-212-1017 is the number. Um, I did call that person. Who was it? Uh, do, do, do. I'm doing so much stuff on here. Um. That person at 414-399 sent, sent, sent back a note and said, I still love you, Dr. Ken, and I think you want the best for our community, and I will still continue to support your show and support the work you're doing. You're doing, continue to do a great job and help uplift our community. When you was bashing me before, you was throwing me out baby with the bathwater five minutes ago. And now, no, I'm just kidding. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Y'all got to let people be human. Stop thinking people can't say and do stuff that hurts me or makes me sad or makes me cry. DZ makes me cry. I'm not going to say why. He don't comb his hair. Call me hair. And I'm actually jealous because he has more hair than me. But I'm not going to tell him that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to tell him that. But um, I think it's important that that we remember that, one, I don't think anybody here would ever do anything purposefully to harm our community. Number one. Number two, I don't think anybody here, if told they did something wrong, would not would would go too bad. Right. But it comes down to how you come at somebody, too. Because I figure if you could put me on blast, I could put you on blast. But would that be right? Meaning fire with fire? Probably not. Oops, I can't use probably. No, it would not be right. 
And so at some point, we have to just be cognizant of the fact that there are some issues in our community that we have to look at. And I'm not necessarily a proponent of our whole community is responsible for our whole community. You're responsible for you. You're responsible for your family. Together, we'll be responsible for the community. I'm not saying don't stick together. I'm saying take care of home first, then let's stick together. And when we see things like this and people need help, help them. I don't know if she asked for help. I don't know if she was seeking help. Those questions, we, we, we shouldn't be asking those questions now because it is totally irrelevant. We should be focusing on what happens to this 10-year-old boy to make sure that he gets the help that he needs and that anybody else that needs help can get it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Otherwise, none of this matters. And we'll be going another day where nobody will say anything and nobody will do anything. And we'll talk about how tragic it is, but nobody will do anything. Nobody circles back around and talks about resources they sent to the boy's house. Did you send clergy? Did you send the... I don't know the Red Cross. Did you send? Yeah, like who did you send? Did you send the Salvation Army? Some cler- like what? What do we do? Did the state come in? Did the county come in? Did the city come in with help? You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Never miss a show by streaming us on multiple platforms: the Truth App, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And this is a word for Winky. Yeah, you can call my show again. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Tori Lowe Show is up next. I'll see you all in about 22 hours. God bless. Take care. Thank you, DZ. Appreciate you, brother. I'm out. <laughs>